Hello, and welcome to Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality, the podcast. Written by Eliezer Yudkowsky, read by Ineash Brodsky, based on the works of J.K. Rowling. Chapter 112, Failure, Part 2 Even as Harry had raised the gun, he'd known he was making a mistake. His forebrain saw it and tried to stop his hand, but somehow the sick certainty didn't propagate fast enough to prevent his finger from pulling the trigger. The echo of the shots died away within the graveyard. A fraction of a second before Harry had pulled the trigger, Voldemort had jabbed his wand downward, and a wide wall of dirt had shot up between them from the graveyard earth, intercepting all three bullets. An instant after that, pain flared in Harry's scar, a crawling feeling came close to his skin, and then Harry's pouch, clothes, gun, and everything except his wand disappeared, leaving him naked but for the wand still in his right hand and the glasses he'd charmed to stick on his nose. The steel ring upon his left pinky finger was yanked off hard enough to scrape skin, taking the transfigured jewel with it. That said the voice of Voldemort from behind the dirt wall, was absolutely predictable. Do you really think I would shout it aloud for you to hear if my immortality were disrupted? Really, stupid child? Lower your wand. Do not raise it up again at any time or you die upon the spot. Harry swallowed and pointed his wand downward. You would have been disappointed in me. Harry said, his own voice now unusually high. If I'd missed an opportunity like that, I mean. There was no time to think, and Harry's mouth was operating on autopilot for trying to placate evil overlords that might have paternal feelings for you and whom you'd just failed to assassinate. Voldemort stepped around from behind the dirt wall, smiling that horrible smile that seemed to contain too many teeth. I promise not to raise my hand or wand against you, child, if you did not raise your hand or wand against me. I used bullets. That's not a fist or a spell. My curse thinks differently. That is the puzzle piece you missed. Did you think I would leave the piece between us to mere fortune? Before I created you, I invoked a curse upon myself and all other Tom Riddles who would descend from me. A curse to enforce that none of us would threaten the other's immortality so long as the other made no attempt upon our own. Typical of that ridiculous fiasco, the curse seems to have ended up binding me but taking no hold upon the infant with his self so lost. <laughs> but you tried to end my life just then, stupid child. Now, curse is lifted, and I may kill you any time I wish. I see. He did see. That was why Voldemort had told him about his Horcrux system in the first place, just to set up the moment when Harry knowingly tried to violate his immortality. Harry's mind was frantically churning through options, none of which seemed helpful. His pouch, his clothes. Harry saw by the moonlight that they all now lay in another heap by the altar, out of reach. And now you kill me? 
Harry still had his wand. Presumably, the Dark Lord couldn't cast his own magic on that or his glasses because of the disharmony. Cast my own spell first? No, Voldemort just jabs his wand downward to make another shield, then shoots me. What else is there? What else? Still a fool. If no further matters remained between us, I would already have killed you. The dirt wall crumbled at another gesture of the wand, and Voldemort moved smoothly back toward the heap of items by the altar. The Dark Lord stretched out a hand, and the diary of Roger Bacon flew to him. This is indeed Horcrux of Girl Child, my superior version. In his other hand appeared a parchment. This is ritual for resurrecting her, if it must be done again. Instructions are honest, no traps. Remember that girl child's spirit cannot float free like ghost. Resurrection stone is my Horcrux, not hers. Do not lose her Horcrux, or her spirit may be trapped within it. Voldemort reached down, picked up Harry's pouch, fed both the diary and the parchment into it. Remember that, in case something goes wrong with next moves. I don't understand what is happening. There was nothing else left. Please explain to me. The Dark Lord was now regarding Harry with a grim look. When Girl Child died, was in company of school seer. Heard prophecies spoken that you would become force of vast destruction. You would become threat beyond imagination, beyond apocalypse. That is why I went to such lengths to undo my killing of Girl Child. Keep it undone. Are... What? Are you sure? What? Dare not say specifics to you. Prophecy I heard of myself led me to fulfill it. Have not forgotten that disaster. Voldemort backed further away from Harry, red-slitted eyes fixed upon the boy who lived, gun unwavering in his left hand. All of this, all I have done, is to smash that destiny at every point of intervention. If some fate makes me fail in what comes next, idiot child foretold destruction, then you must kill yourself to save girl child, else all you claim to value dies by your own hand. I... I... I really, really wouldn't do that! Seriously! Silence, fool. Remain silent unless given leave by me to speak. Keep your wand pointed down and do not raise it unless told, else you die upon the spot. And mark that I have said that in tongue. Voldemort reached into the altar again. For a second, Harry's mind couldn't process what he was seeing. And then he saw that Voldemort was holding a human arm, severed near the shoulder. It seemed too thin, that arm. The Dark Lord pressed his wand to the flesh above the severed arm's elbow, and the fingers twitched, twitched like they were alive. 
by dim moonlight, Harry saw a darker mark appear on that flesh, just above the elbow. Seconds later, the first hooded figure appeared inside the graveyard, with the popping sound of an apparition. A moment after that came another pop, and then another. The hooded figures wore silver skull masks, and moonlight fled from the robes beneath them. Master! cried one of the black robes, the third to arrive. The voice was of peculiar timber from behind the silver skull mask. Master, it has been so long. We had lost hope. Silence! shouted the high voice of the Dark Lord Voldemort. Every trace of Professor Quirrell was now gone from the too tall figure. Train your wand upon the boy who lived and watch him. Do not be distracted, not by anything. Stun him at once if he moves, if he begins to speak. More pops. Between graves, behind a tree, in all the shadowy spaces, more black robes were apparating, all hooded and masked. Some of them voiced exclamations of joy, many of those sounding rather forced. Others moved forwards as though to greet their master. Voldemort gave them all the same instruction, except that some were commanded to cruciate Harry Potter if he moved, others to restrain the boy who lived if he moved, others told to fire hexes and curses, others told to cancel his magic. Thirty-seven pops Harry counted before the black robes and skull masks seemed to stop arriving. All of them were now holding their wands pointed at Harry, aligned in a semicircle before him where they wouldn't get into each other's lines of fire. Harry continued pointing his wand downward, insofar as he had been told that, if he tried to raise it, he would die. He remained silent, insofar as he had been told that if he tried to speak, he would die. He tried not to shiver in the falling night temperatures, for he was naked and it was getting colder. You know, said the last voice within Harry, the voice of hope. I think this is getting pretty bad, even by my standards. End chapter 112. As this was a very short chapter, chapter 113 will air next week. Thank you to the following people. Lord Voldemort. Alexander Jackson. This chapter's original text, production notes, and attribution links, along with archives and much more, can be found at hpmorpodcast.com. If you would like to learn more about the art of rationality, please visit lesswrong.com, an online community of aspiring rationalists founded by Eliezer Yudkowsky. Some sound effects used are courtesy of the Free Sound Project. The music used is The Fall by Ministry. Thank you for listening, and come back next week for Chapter 113, Final Exam.